both studying together the subject of listening to preaching. This is a text that we often turn to as it relates to the effects of the Word in our life. It speaks of listening or hearing, and it speaks of doing. And I think as we go through the text this evening, at least I hope you find it interesting when we actually apply this to how we listen to preaching. Just to remind you, we started out our study in the book of Nehemiah. And there in chapter number 8, we discussed how the people gathered for the people themselves, self-motivated. This was not a a plea put out by Ezra. This was not a command given by Nehemiah. The people gathered for worship. And they wanted to hear the word. And the text there in chapter number 8 explains to us that that much of the day, much of the service that day, service time was taken up with just reading the Bible. They read from morning until midday, just reading the Bible. And the people stood the entire time. And so there was a reverence, there was a longing, there was a yearning, there was a desire for the word, there was a desire for worship. We also read there that Ezra explained it. He read in the law distinctly and he gave the sense is the way the King James put it. He explained the scripture And so, our desire should be every time we come and sit in a service like this, where the Word of God, or whenever we hear the Word of God preached, our desire should be more of the Word, because more of the Word means more of God in our life. We, our desire should be to that the that the Word of God is dwelling in us to overflowing. It so fills us that it overflows from our life. Well, we come to James chapter 1 now. And in James chapter 1, we're going to talk about diligence. Diligence. Let's read our text together, starting at verse number 22. But be doers of the Word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Let me just pause here and remind you, whenever you see That suffix, E-T-H, keep in mind that that means this is a continual action. 
So he's beholding his natural. He beholdeth himself. He continues to look, but then he goes on his way and he keeps going on his way. And he keeps forgetting what he's really like. He forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso keeps on looking into the perfect law of liberty and keeps on continuing there and keeps on looking and continues to look, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Let's pray. God help us as we open up the scriptures this evening to also be willing to open up our hearts. Help us to be willing to let the scriptures change us. That's what preaching is for. That's what your word does. And so we pray for diligent listeners. We pray that you would make us diligent listeners. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now please don't get nervous with what I'm about to do. I want to show you let me just explain a little bit. As I study, some of, some of the commentaries that I use or some of the people that I read will sometimes offer a, their own translation or their own paraphrase of a text. And sometimes it is helpful to read those and compare with what the Bible text says to open up understanding, to aid in understanding. From the New American Commentary, which is a tremendous set, let me just go back and reread their, de- or their, their paraphrase, their translation. Do not merely listen to the word. Now, let me just again, this, think of this in context of listening to preaching. All right? Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. The man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, continues to look into the law, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Now, again, we're thinking in terms of listening to preaching, because preaching is, like Nehemiah, or like Ezra did and Nehemiah described, reading, distinctly giving the sense, reading what is said, explaining what it means. Paul, when Paul was instructing Timothy in, in his pastoral, pastoral ministry, he said to him, be instant, in, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, 
with all long suffering and doctrine. Preaching involves reading and explaining the Bible in such a way that the Bible changes lives. Not the preacher, the Bible. And so when we approach a text like James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25 and and we read about the effects of the Bible on our lives, I think we can make the application to the preaching and especially when it talks about hearing. Hearing. Because how do we hear the Bible. Well, in in these days, they didn't hear it through MP3 players or cause, not cassettes, you know, CDs. I'm okay, catch up with the 21st century here. Uh, Bluetooth speak. No, they heard it through public reading and preaching. All right. Well, let's look at some of the text and what it has to say concerning diligence in listening. The text teaches us that it's not enough just to hear preaching. It's not enough just to hear. The word hearer in verse number 22 and in verse number 23 actually is used in some cases to talk about someone who goes to listen to lectures. Remember remember the culture in which James is writing. James is writing in a strongly Greek, Hellenistic, philosophically astute culture. And James is writing to... Jewish believers who have been scattered after the dispersion that we read about in Acts chapter 8. Christians left Jerusalem. They went to Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. James was their pastor in one of the pastors in the church in Jerusalem. But now those who dispersed, he's writing this, but he is submersed in a culture and these believers are submersed in a culture that loves to listen to speeches, loves to listen to philosophical lectures. But James is saying, preaching isn't like that. Preaching is not just a philosophical speech or lecture, and we shouldn't see it that way. We shouldn't view preaching from the perspective of Is it a dynamic speaker? Does he have a great deal of personality? The speaker is just the pipeline. We are listening to the scriptures. However important may be a mental assent to the word. In other words, just listening, and even agreeing 
listening and and enjoying listening and taking in however important may be mental assent to the word it is not truly received until it's put in practice so when we talk about diligence in preach and listening to preaching we're talking about literally working we're talking about mental exercise we're talking about thinking that produces action Jesus said something very similar in his ministry by the way Jesus in Luke chapter 8 11 excuse me verse number 28 said Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. It's a blessed thing to be able to hear the scriptures, but it's a better thing to obey. Going back to our text, look at verse 22. If you but be doers of the word and not hearers only, why? Because if you're simply a hearer, if you're, if you're just listening to a lecture, and if that's the way your heart and life responds, you're really deceiving yourself. What does that mean? You may be thinking that you're a better Christian than you may really be. Someone made a comment recently. Oh, why should I even go to church anymore? I, I've heard it all before. But obviously they weren't listening because they're not in church. It didn't change them. People who are only hearers, James says, are self-deceived. And the frightening thing about that is there is so much that the Bible says as far as equating salvation with a life that produces fruit. And a life that does not produce fruit. Jesus himself said it. Throw it into the fire. A vine that doesn't produce fruit, throw it into the fire. Dig up the root. It's a frightening thing that there may be people deceiving themselves into believing they really are a believer, but their life is producing nothing as far as fruit for the kingdom of heaven. You see, hearers, people who are listening but not doing, are deceiving themselves. Someone said this about this text. This analogy, the idea of the overall picture, the, the mirror and the, the looking and the, the listening and doing, this analogy is a negative one. Picturing those who only listen but remain inactive 
and therefore unresponsive. It's a negative. It's not a, it's not a blessed life. It's not a joyful life. It's not a Christ-centered life to just be a hearer. But I want you to see something else, and this may seem a little contradictory, but trust me, it isn't. It's not enough just to hear, but it's also not enough just to look. So we've moved beyond just listening to a lecture. Now we're, now we're curious, and we're, we're taking in, and we, we may even respond to what we hear. But look at the word, look at verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is <coughs> like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. Now, now don't let that word natural throw you off. It's just talking about the face he has. All right? That's, there's no allegory there as far as all right, this is an unsaved man. He's a natural man as opposed to uh, a saint. No, this is just a man looking at the face he has. All right? For he beholdeth, he's continuing to behold himself, and then he goes his way. It's not enough just to look. Again, Jesus used this same word. He used the word, in Luke chapter 12, verse 27, when he instructs us, consider the lilies. The word consider is the same word as behold in, verses, in verse 23. Now when Jesus says consider the lilies, he goes on to say how they grow. So there's some thought here. He's not just saying walk by and smell the lilies and keep on, no. He's saying, stop and pay some attention. Consider how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. In other words, Jesus, Jesus is saying, stop, pay attention, and think. But James says when it comes to preaching, that's not enough either. Because again, it's a negative comparison. There are people who sit in services, who stop, they pay attention, they think about what they're hearing, but then what do they do? They go their way and they forget. I thought about doing a test to ask you what I preached on this morning. And then I thought I'd ask you what Ben preached on last week. But that might not be fair. It'd be fun, but it might not be fair. And I understand. I And, and please, I'm not saying that I remember every sermon I've ever heard. I, I should remember more than I do. But I can tell you this. When I have listened intently, attentively, seeking 
God, he always has revealed himself. So, here again, it's not enough just to hear, like listening to a lecture. It's not enough to even take the time to behold, to look, to think, to consider, and then just go your way. What does James say is the only acceptable way to listen to the word. Verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the law that gives freedom, and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed or in his life. So let's talk about it this way. How do we listen? We listen to obey. We listen for the purpose of allowing God to teach us how to obey Him better. We listen with the intention of getting more of God so we can be more like Christ. Okay? Let's just talk about a couple of those words. Let's look at the, the word look there in verse 25. Again, it's a continual action, but it, it does mean to stoop or to bend over to intently investigate. We've talked about this, I think, before. It's the idea of, uh, you know, it, it's, it's like you lose a contact lens and you, you're down and you're feeling the ground and you're looking at every little every little place on the floor you can that, that 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 little thing might be. It's what parents do when kids lose toys. We go looking intently. Alright? That's how we approach scripture and even preaching. That's how we listen to preaching. We're looking. You see, it's not enough. And preachers have a lot to do with this, I understand. It's not enough for us just to come in and open our Bibles or turn on our tablets or however we read the Scriptures in our services. It's not enough for us to come in and open them and leave them. We need to be looking looking at where the preacher is, looking at what the scripture says. You say, well, it's hard to listen to the preacher when I want to follow a trail of study, something God makes me curious about. Okay, fine, do this, do me a favor. Make a note to yourself and go home and do that. You mean study? Yeah, that's what I mean. Preaching, good preaching, ought to give us material to go home and study out on our own. And not just to find out whether the preacher's right or wrong, but to let the message continue to percolate in our life. Let me read you a few other texts where we find this word. And I think this is I think this is kind of revealing.
in every other instant, instance where we find this word, it has to do with the gospel in very dramatic ways. We find this word in Luke chapter 24 at verse number 12. Then arose Peter and ran into the sepulcher and stooping down, he beheld the linen cloths laid by themselves and departed wondering in himself at that which was to come. He stooped down. That's the word. It's the same word. He stooped down to look. You remember the, the door of the, the tomb was lower. They're always lower, so you have to stoop. So he stooped down to look. And he didn't just glance in. He looked and he lingered. Okay? John chapter 20 and verse number 5. And he stooping down. This is Peter again. And looking in saw the linen cloths lying. Yet he went not in. Obviously that's not Peter, that's John. John 20 verse number 11 says, But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. So four, or excuse me, three references here to the resurrection of Christ, the tomb scene, where John, Peter, and Mary all stooped down to look. There's one other reference other than the one here in chapter 1, verse 25. 1 Peter 1, 12. Unto whom... It was revealed. Now this is talking about the prophets and the revelation they received from the Lord about salvation in Christ, before Christ, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, in other words, God, somehow the prophets understood that much of what they were saying was not going to happen while they were alive. It was going to happen later. The fulfillment of messianic prophecy. And still some of that is later. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but to unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you. All right. So now the prophets preached a Messiah to come and the apostles have picked up that message and they're preaching the gospel now. Preach the gospel unto you with the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven which things, I love this, which things the angels desire to stoop down and look into. The angels are so amazed by the gospel that they they just look and they linger and they're amazed. Does that, does that help you to understand how we ought to approach this? Now, now please don't think that I'm I'm, not, I'm trying not to be too sarcastic. All right? Can you really stoop down and look and linger with just a daily bread as your devotion? Can, can you really 
can you really just bend over and linger over taking a verse out of context and having a few lines written about it and going your way? Five minute lingering and looking. Is that really what James is talking about here? I don't think so. And I don't think that's how we ought to approach preaching, listening to preaching, sitting, hearing, taking it in. And when we get to our car, can I even remember the text that was dealt with or the theme of the message? And I understand the preacher has some responsibility in that. Linger, look. Then he goes on in verse 25. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and keeps on continuing, continueth therein. The word continue there means that you stay near. You stay beside or by. This, I I can't help but think of, of pictures, paintings I have seen of mothers who are, or fathers who are lingering by the bedside of a sick child. They're, they're alert. Their focus is on the face of that little one. And it's almost, you can almost see they're just waiting, waiting for any indication of what to do next for that child. When we come to the scriptures, when we listen to preaching, are we listening with the intent of, I want to know what God wants me to do now. I want to hear from the preacher and from the scriptures what God wants me to do now. I want to know if there's something I need to confess. I want to know if there's something I need to forsake. I want to know if there's something in my life that I need to reinforce. I, I, I want to know if there's something in my life that, that, that um, I, I just I need God's help to, to overcome, to change, to add, to subtract. Whatever it is, are we continuing until God shows us what to do now? See, this is more than just glancing or considering. This is staying by. This is lingering until the change takes place. And what does that do? Well, that leads to the doing. The doing isn't the change necessarily. The change leads to doing. And I think this idea fits into the whole context, really, of the book of James. The theme of the book of James is Christ-likeness. Growing to be more like Jesus. Go to chapter 3, please. Chapter 3. Look at verse number 13. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of the way he lives, out of a good conversation, his works with meekness and fear. 
James will say that same kind of thing different ways all the way through the book. Go back to chapter 2 and look at verse number 18. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. He's not saying, I will show you my salvation through my works, but by. In other words, salvation produces good works in our life. True salvation will cause us to bring forth fruit. So when we talk about the scriptures and listening to preaching and lingering and and looking and considering staying by, we're doing so ultimately because we're children of God. Not to become children of God, but because we are children of God. Listening to preaching is a spiritual exercise that results in Christ-likeness. It results in producing fruit. But it's not going to happen just by hearing or just by even listening and then going and forgetting. But it's only going to happen as we spend time looking deeply, longing, lingering, and continuing to the point that this book changes us so that we don't forget and that so we will do. Faith. Faith. True, genuine, saving faith must be demonstrated. And if we miss that, we have a serious flaw in our understanding of salvation. So let me ask you a question as we conclude this evening. 